What a way to start conference play. Tigers win. This is happening in Auburn, Alabama. It's a, we're a football school, but we're also an everything school. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And joining me for Locked On Auburn's the Henry Service Company postgame show, Daryl Daprich recapping Auburn's 61-58 to win over Florida in dramatic fashion. The team did everything it needed to do in the last few minutes of the game to pull away. But, Daryl, it was not pretty. It was not pretty. But nonetheless, they won a close one with a layup at the last second. And that's everything you can ask for. Well, what they did is they won it defensively. And it's funny, we were watching the last 18 seconds after Jalen Williams committed that terrible turnover with Auburn up one. And me and you were kind of strategizing, right? We're like, well, do you want to let Florida Florida have the ball last? Or do you foul the inbound so that you have a chance to win it? And you made the right call. You said, defense got you to this point. D up. And that's what Auburn did. They get the steal of, of all people. Castle clown turns it over. <laughs> loved it. And uh, Wendell Green goes the length of the floor and, and lays it up. And, you know, Auburn had a chance to have four guys in double figures tonight. Chris Moore almost got there. But the big three again, Williams, Broom and Green in double digits. But look, what can you say about a game? very exciting game? But defense, again, wins this game with the way Auburn shot it and the turnovers in the first half. They did a really good job leading the way. We've just seen so many of these over the last few years go the other way. And the fact that Auburn was able to pull it off the way that they did in a night where, okay, they need two points quick. And they've had a hard time getting points all night. They, they found a way to do it. Andy Burcham shared in the, uh, the, the radio broadcast that entering tonight, Auburn was 2-1 and one on the season shooting under 40%, which is impressive. Honestly, that they won twice with that. Um, that will now be three and one because they shot under 40% tonight. They ended up at 38.2. They shot 48% in the second half. You love that. But all in all, I mean, this is just a team that isn't going to give up and is going to play tenacious defense. It doesn't matter if they're playing against the feather. It doesn't matter if they're playing against the grown massive man. Uh, it doesn't matter. They're, they're going to fight no matter what, every single possession. You know, when you shoot under 40%, how you win a game shooting under 40%, now Auburn 3-1, and one, a couple things jump out at me. First of all, Auburn made two more shots. Now, how do you make two more shots shooting at 38%? Well, they shot it 55 times to 47. You know why? 12 offensive rebounds. Right. They extend possessions, get more possessions, thereby allowing you to shoot a lower percentage because it's just math. You're shooting it more. You can percentage-wise, you might make less, but you still end up making two more shots. 31 rebounds to 26, but 12 offensive rebounds allotted them extra possessions, which turned out to be huge because free throw-wise, too, frustrating, Zach. Very frustrating. 16 of 24, 67%. Florida, on the other hand, only missed two free throws, 17 of 19. So had Auburn maybe made three more free throws, right? And that doesn't come down to a one-possession game. But it is what it is. The winning formula is defense. They did a good job. Zepp Jasper off the ball, on the ball. Man, he can just D it up. And he really played really well in the second half defensively. I think kind of spearheaded 
some transition baskets too. Yeah, and a three-point win. Zep played 16 minutes and was plus nine. I mean, see, what else that's do you want? I mean, that, that's val- yeah. without scoring. I mean, that is yeah. value, Daryl. Yeah, yeah, because when somebody may think that I'm on medication, when they say, oh, Zep Jasper's key to the game, what's Daryl talking about? He's got zero points. Well, you're plus nine. I mean, 16 minutes, he had one assist. That's it. One assist, no points, and he's a plus nine. So there's intangibles that he brings yes. to this team. And it starts with he makes other teams turn it over. That's how you get on the plus side of the ledger That's right. is you get them to turn over possessions. And he's and that such a mean glue he's guy. he's committing the turnover. It doesn't no. mean that he's securing it, but he's right. allowing – The, the team was nine points better in the 16 minutes he was on the floor. Um, we love our guy Zepp. Uh, here on Locked on Auburn, front of the program, for sure. Um, these are the types of games that you have to – we've talked about this before. The importance of being a top-four team at the end of the year so you get that double buy in the SEC tournament. And going into it, our friends at betonline.net, they, they had Auburn as the fifth most likely team to win the SEC. They had Florida right behind them at six. And so if Auburn's going to win that tier, you know, that four, five, six, seven – and win one of those four spots, these are the types of games that you have to win. It doesn't matter how you do it. The, the game could have been, you know, one to nothing when it was all said and done. As long as Auburn found a way to win, that's the biggest thing. I'm seeing negative things in the comments. Like, oh my gosh, it's going to be a long year. It might be, right? Like it, it might be. But I don't know how you got that from what we just watched. Florida has had Auburn's number over mm-hmm. the last few seasons, regardless of who the head coach was, Colin Castleton for whatever reason, has given Auburn fits time and time and time again. And the last time he plays Auburn, uh, it, it'll be a loss for him. Well, the last team to come into Neville Arena and beat Auburn was Florida, right? So for some reason... twenty-seven. So the streak's at 27, so that was 28 yeah, years ago? Right? Yeah. I mean, so they just, for whatever reason, they're a matchup problem. Whether it was Mike White or now Golden, they're just a matchup problem. I mean, the year that Auburn went to the Final Four... Uh, Auburn beat Florida at home. I was at that game. And then I think Auburn beat Florida in the SEC tournament. So that's the only time they've really gotten any kind of, you know, separation against Florida. Florida just has Auburn's number. So, look, I, I get the, the negative comments and I get how sloppy it looked. And I get the fact that, that there's there's one aspect of this game that really Bruce Pearl can't do anything about that's not self-inflicted. And that continues to be shooting percentage. That's the pinnacle of Auburn's problems and concerns this year, shooting percentage. But the positive of this is you can do something about the turnovers, the self-inflicting wounds. And look, possession and possessing the basketball in a game like this, every possession matters. So I'm going to throw out a hypothetical here. Let's just say instead of Auburn turning it over 14 times, which they did a really good job in the second half, only committing three turnovers after the first half, they had 11. Let's say Auburn cuts that down to 10. Okay, they have four less turnovers. Well, I mean, you you can that's self-inflicted. You can maybe get two baskets out of those four possessions that you don't turn it over or whatever. Don't give away a basket to somebody else. And then look, that's a five, six, seven point swing. You can you can, can correct those. The shooting percentage, man, it is what it is. Unless somebody gets hot or someone emerges or starts to maybe Get confident to take more shots. You you are what you are right now. Daryl, can I share a text I just got? Yeah. And then I want to get to Storm has a hot take that I agree with, and they're they're connected kind of. So our uh, our friend Lance Daw 
He covers uh, Auburn basketball for Auburn Daily. He, he was on press row for the game, right, as he has every home game. And the person next to them was uh, – she was tweeting from, like, the Florida account. She was, like, the social media person for Florida, right? And he, he said, Florida's trying to get a new final graphic made because the first one had Castleton with his hand down his pants, and I caught it before they posted it. <laughs> They should have left it up there. That's Lance, a, why did you why did you say something? Oh, that's classic. That is that, so classic. I'll be so glad to see that, that Joker leave the SEC. I'm ready. He, yeah. he loves to run that mouth. I'll tell you. I, and again, I think that too. It, we're at this point where people are talking about it being a long year and that kind of thing. And we'll get to specific comments in a second. But this team's eleven and two. 11 and two, despite I think James Barnett makes a great point. His his quote where he says, fellas, this team is 11 and two, despite how we have played. Just think if we shoot better and cut turnovers in half. Amen. Look, 11 and two and just take one of those equations away. Just cut the turnovers in half and you're still okay. So, yeah, there's things that you're 11 and two, despite of doing some things that probably shouldn't have you at 11 and two. That's how I tend to look at it. All right, Storm's hot take. He says, um, hot take, but Broom did better than Kessler on Castleton. Yes. It's kind of hard you know, to argue against that. That's because I love Walker Kessler, and he was such a great rim protector, right? But Broom's got a little bit of swag and dog and intensity in him that Walker Kessler, because of his height and his athleticism, I, he just he, he played aggressive, and he was a great shot blocker. Broom just has a little bit of nastiness in him, right? I mean, sometimes you think, oh, he's going to get teed up. He likes to run that mouth. Kessler doesn't. That is the kind of player, to me, that gets in Castleton's head a little bit, gets him off his game a little bit, because when he thought he had given Broom his third foul, he's wagging the three fingers, he's walking along his sideline, talking to the ref, winking at his coach, and it was actually the second foul for Broom. That tells me Broom got in his head a little bit where Kessler didn't. Right. No, you're you're right about that. All yep. right. There's two things I want to do. I want to go over – I want to share my two biggest surprises, and I think tonight was a good example exactly what that looked like. And also, there's uh, the minutes change. We talked about how, like, Bruce doesn't typically change up the rotation at this point. I think he did, Daryl. And so we'll, we'll look at some of the minutes played and how much um, they were impacted. But look, hey, shout out to uh, the Henry's uh, Service Company for sponsoring this broadcast. Daryl, it's crazy. A week ago, we were talking about frozen pipes, Mm -hmm. and and they kind of gave a PSA for folks this holiday season. And then later this week, you may have to turn your AC on, which is is crazy. And this kind of weather can really beat up your home, right? And so the Henry's Service Company, they have you covered. Uh, I talked to Clay. The, uh, the owner also knows Auburn basketball better than anyone, may I add. But he told me he had three calls over the weekend, including one on Christmas. They were all electrical calls. And when you call Henry's, uh, it doesn't matter. They're licensed, bonded, and insured in all the major trades. That includes plumbing, heating, uh, air conditioning, and electrical. It's right there in their name, Henry's Service Company. Service is more than just a word. It's what they do. 24-7 service, including nights, weekends, holidays. Daryl trusts them with their business. Mm-hmm. You should too. Or if you're in the Montgomery area, you could trust them with your home, both residential and commercial. They've got you covered. Call them 
334-288-2700. License number 00021. My two biggest surprises of the season. You want the most surprising thing or do you want the second most surprising thing? Which which order do you want to go? Let's do second. Let's let's build to the crescendo there. Okay, Chris Moore. Chris Moore's mm-hmm. impact on this team and overall presence on both sides of the floor um, significantly larger. I thought there was a chance he would be processed at the end of last season. I thought there's a real chance of that that he may transfer. And he is a starter, and he is he has kind of fended off Alan Flanagan as far as the rotation goes. Play, played 25 minutes tonight. He is one of two players for Auburn to shoot 50% or better. And uh, he was only three of six, eight points. But his overall impact on the game was really, really solid. He, w- he was plus nine as well. We mentioned Zeb being plus nine. Chris Moore was as well. Both sides of the floor, he continues to impress me. Absolutely. And I think, again, he was a guy I just had kind of written off before the season started. I learned a big lesson about that. Sometimes – we don't, we underestimate and really just sell people short. And I had him written off. I mean, I just thought Flanagan was going to come back and play huge. Chance Westry was going to play the three and be a superstar. And Chris Moore was going to get garbage minutes. And, and it just turns out that where would this team be without Chris Moore? Right. I mean, he, he really got this game started when Auburn got out seven to nothing, that seven to nothing lead. Yeah. Chris Moore was instrumental offensive rebounds, getting to the rack. So, Good for him. I, I'm I'm very very pleasantly surprised. And the good thing about him is his ceiling. I just think he's going to continue to get better the more playing time he gets. This is a kid that only got five minutes a game last year. Sure. Look what he's doing with 25 minutes. Right. He like we said, we could have he, he could have easily gotten 10 points tonight, been in double digits, but he was a key, I think, in this win. All right. The most surprising thing it has to do with Chance Westry, but I want to build up to it. So freshman minutes. In the first half, Daryl, SEC play, it's close, it's competitive, you're at home. Trey Donaldson led the way with seven. Treyor, who's had a much bigger role this season, had just three in the first half. And Chance Westry didn't play. For the entire game, Trey had 12, Treyor had seven, and Westry didn't play. What a shock. If you would have told me that going into the season, it'd be like, all right, there's no injury other than, you know, he's rehabbing from the knee stuff. He'll be back by then. There's just no way in the world I would have believed that. There's no way. In the first SEC game that the minutes for the freshman will be Donaldson 12, Treyor 7, Westry 0. I wouldn't have believed you. Well, we talked about it like you said. We said we're gonna, it's going to be interesting to see how the minutes get allocated once SEC play starts, because I remember Leor Berman playing a lot of minutes last year in pre-conference, and then he was on the side of a milk carton once SEC play started. I didn't know where he was, okay? So that that's happening with other players. Um, I looked at Flanagan's minutes tonight. Uh, he had less than – Flanagan had 18. Chris Moore had 25, right? Now Chris Moore starts, but there was a key point in the game where Flanagan committed a stupid offensive foul. He pushed off, and immediately Bruce Pearl took him out of the game. And, so and, and Allen played 18. You know what his average is? What? It's over 23. Yeah, so see, and that that little and what I was, that little stretch where he turned the ball over, then committed a silly offensive foul, yeah. Bruce Pearl mumbled the word, that's just stupid. 
<laughs> took him out. He did. He took him out of the game. Could you see it on the on, saw on the it as plain as day? He That's looked hilarious. to one of his coaches, and it, as soon as he said it, Flanagan walked up to him, and the camera cut away from Bruce because he was kind of shaking his head. And I watched, and it, it was a while before Flanagan got back in the game. If that, you have to do stuff like that. We talked about that last week. You want to win basketball games? You got to put aside people's feelings, even if they are your assistant coach's sons during some point in the game. He rewarded Chris Moore with more minutes. And because of that, I think the turnovers went down and Auburn got back to playing a little better basketball. So that's going to happen. Now, how Alan Flanagan handles that is going to be key to his role on this team going forward. Yeah. Somebody's asked, um, War Eagle WI says, Allen's plus minus. You want to guess? Do you know what it is? Is it minus 11? Minus nine. Yeah. See, I mean. Not great. It's not good. He had the big dunk. It's not better when he's on the floor. They're just not. He's not. He had a nice dunk at the end, but that play was made by Zep, stealing the ball on the floor and then just kind of shuffling it underhand to, 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 to Flanagan. And so, but I think that if you've got to reduce his minutes and it makes you a better basketball team, you have to suck it up and do it. Yeah. All right. Let's look at some of the other. All right. So, Allen, that was a pretty big difference. Five minutes less at SEC play. And it's one game. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Wendell played 28 minutes tonight. His average is 24.6. So, he played more. I expect that to be the norm. I expect it to be in the high 20s. Your highest, the, the player that played the most minutes, say it. Jalen Williams. He and played who, 30. What did Bruce Pearl say last year about Jalen Williams? He wanted to build a team around Jalen. And he gave him the most minutes tonight in the SEC opener. Yeah, and Jalen shot 11 times and scored 13, two of two for three. But, I mean, we're all going to remember that terrible pass. Mm. If Auburn would have lost this game. You can put your finger right on that. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about that silly, lazy pass. And that's not a Jalen Williams play. No, he's he he's smarter than that, and I think that that's where he needs to understand that the moment doesn't need to be too big for him. That he has been rewarded with thirty minutes, and the he's confidence of the coach—he's he's good, good enough. enough for the moment. He's got to believe that he's good enough for the moment. Put the ball on the floor and go right at the rim, right there. Instead of being passive and saying, "I'm going to give it up to somebody else to to you know to make the decision or to make the difference," he's got to go ahead, and that's a that's a teachable moment. Yep. You watch film on that. Bruce Pearl says, hey, I gave you 30 minutes. I said that I was going to build this team around you. Now, show me that the faith I put in you is warranted and put the ball on the freaking floor and go to the basket next time. And I bet he will. Yep. I th- I, I, he seems super coachable. So uh, I think you're right. All right. Janai played 27. His average has been 23. That's a little skewed because of injury and limited minutes at, at the start of the year. But still, he's playing more. Chris Moore played 25. His average, Daryl, is 17. He played eight more minutes than he normally does. Whose minutes did he get? It's pretty, It's pretty. you know, again, it's just math. Flanagan plays five less. Simo uh, plays eight more. Um, that's, a, that's related. I think there's a correlation there, obviously. I think you're right. Let's see. Zep played 16. His average is 18. So Zep got some minutes taken from him. KD played 24. His average is 21, so I guess he got Zepp's minutes is what that looks like. Yes, it does. Uh, Trey Donaldson played 12. Have, yeah, 12. His average is somehow 11. I would have guessed it was lower than that. That's some confidence. Uh, that's a statement right there that he gets a minute more than what he got in the 
pre-conference schedule. And Jimmy Dykes was talking very highly about him, how much he likes him as a player and how That's he's – yeah, and so I mean, I wish he could have gotten, you know, could have scored a little bit, but he did get a couple rebounds. He got one assist. Uh, I think he only turned it over. Yeah, he only turned it over once. It's not yeah. bad, you know. First first conference game as a freshman, you turn it over one time. So, um, I, I there, you know, there was a there was a point in this game late where I was looking at the stats. <clears throat> I pulled them up during commercial, and I was like, my God, Auburn's only got nine bench points. How are they going to win this? And this was late. This was late in the game. The starters played more. And now, because KD had seven, and I think Cardwell had two. And then, you know, you look at it now, they still only had 12 instead of nine bench points. Auburn, that's not Auburn basketball. You'd like to get typically 15 to 20 off your bench, especially you want to get more from Flanagan and you want to get more from KD. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, and and obviously Trey Donaldson getting, getting, getting five or six points a game helps that. But the bench scoring... Wasn't there? If you would have told me that Auburn was going to have twelve points off the bench and one of their starters, Zep Jasper, did not score at all, I'd have said that's a tough way to win. But yet they did. I would say Auburn scored around sixty. I hope they keep them less than that. And that's exactly what would have happened. I think Florida was averaging fifty-six a game in their last four or five games. So that's probably right. Auburn did a good job of kind of keeping them at their average. That's probably right. I mean, just the the fight is everything you want. And still, Daryl, we talked about this time and time again. I think this team right now is more likely to peak in two months than last year's team because there's still like so many fixable things. And I mean, the fact that Chance Western played zero minutes and he's got a ton of upside unless Bruce just shuts him down for the year, which I, I just don't see that happening. Trey Orr can take a step forward. Chris Moore can take a step forward. Jalen Williams can figure out he's as good as he really is. Like, I, I just don't think this team's going to be shooting 38% every night in the SEC. I, I really don't. And so mm-hmm. when you talk about peaking late in the year, I think this team's doing it. And the fact that they kind of were able to, to win an SEC game, playing as bad as they did, let's, let's all take it for granted. And let's look ahead. Well, I think Georgia's next. Georgia's a, a week yeah, from today. The, something like on that. On the road. Yeah. Don't underestimate the fact, too, that Auburn can win a game like this shooting 38% if you go to the free throw line 24 times. That that, that can offset some yeah. less – because you know, now you want to shoot better than 67%. Yeah, don't miss seven can, of them. Yeah, if you can go to the free throw line 24 times and only shoot 38%, you're okay because you're driving to the basket and you're getting to the charity stripe. You want to shoot around 73 to 75%. If you do that, you'll win some games in the SEC because of the way they play defense and the way they rebound. And if they get offensive rebounds in double digits, they're going to be very – just think about when it – if what you're talking about happens in February, if all those components come together. Let's say Auburn shoots 45% from the field and shoots 75% from the line and continues to out-rebound opponents and cuts its turnovers from 14 to nine or 10 you do all those things and you are competing for an sec title but you have to do all those things yeah all doable mm-hmm. uh so kentucky got boat raced uh, they did by missouri 89 to 75 good kentucky's eight and four that's hilarious that's and they you know they they were eight and three and ranked 19th that, that whole thing about just name yeah. And, and you know, they did not look good in their three losses, but their whole 
just that status of what their name is and keeping people in the top 20 because of that is very frustrating. I know they're Kentucky, Zaga. but you know, the we eyeball test North Carolina. Yep. And yep. Uh, I don't, I don't know how you keep them in there now. And like Missouri needs to be ranked. No, they'll fall out. Yeah. Missouri should be They're 11 and one, maybe 12 and one now. So maybe no fluke that they were near the yep. top. All right. For the, for the folks in the live chat right now, Hit us with questions or comments. We will react to those now. War Eagle WI asks, do we lose that game if it's played in Gainesville? My gut says mm. yes, but the reason Auburn stinks on the road is because they don't shoot well. And it's like they probably would have shot 38% in Gainesville. So maybe not. Maybe they would have won. Well, and the other thing, too, is the personal fouls were pretty even. I don't, maybe in Gainesville, that foul differential swings, but Florida got whistled for 18 and Auburn got whistled for 16. You know, in your own home arena, it seems like you can't even get a nice foul differential. I mean, it's just it, – it, it's it's puzzling. But the way Auburn plays defense, you know, maybe that's – there's a couple that were just absolutely brutal calls. Uh, the, the broom underneath the basket where he got all ball, they called it. Uh, one where Alan Flanagan, to his credit, was just playing good defense. They called it. So you, you would hope that you, you, you know those calls would go your way at home. I don't know what the foul differential would look like in Gainesville, but yeah, maybe maybe so. Maybe the crowd tonight in Auburn was one of the reasons why they continued to, to play and fight and scratch like they did. Help defensively, for sure. Ben Johnson asked, do we deserve to be a top 15 team after this gross win and the UK loss? as an 11 and two team. Uh, no, I think we're ranked around. I think we're about 20. I think that's, I think that's about right right now. Yeah. We may move up to 18 just because Kentucky lost, you know, Default, they were 19. Yeah. We're right. So maybe we moved to 18 and I'm okay with Auburn being ranked between 16th and 20th. Cause at, at the end of the day, Doesn't matter. it's w- where you want to be in February and you want to see, you know, progressive movement there. So yeah, I, there's too many there's too many warts right now and too many flaws for me to consider them a top 15 team. Be a top four team in the SEC, get that double bye, and you'll be a top five seed in the SEC. That's all, or in the NCAA tournament. That's all that matters. Uh, right. Am I off on that? I totally agree. And I okay. think that we're right on the cusp of that right now, breaking into that top four. You know, it seems like everyone's got the big three penciled in with Arkansas, Tennessee, and Alabama, and then it's a fight to scratch and claw and who can get to four. I think we've just leapfrogged Kentucky right now with sure. the way that things look in that in that aspect. Yeah, yeah. And, and that puts us in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Danner asked, need y'all's thoughts on KD, KD Johnson. The uh... Doesn't look like the same player to me since he got suspended for that one game. Uh, in a good way or a bad way? Bad way. Something just seems off to me. I can't. I can't verbalize it. I don't know. I don't know how to. I can't put my finger on it. He just looks different, and I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I know there were a lot of times when he first came back from that one game suspension where he looked tentative to take the shot. Remember all the pump fakes, and that's just not KD. Tonight yeah. he did. He did shoot it a little bit more kind of chucked it up there and did go to the rack a little bit. But there just seems to be something a little bit different about his game that I cannot put my finger on. Ryan asks, where do y'all think our offense is going to come from is my only question about this team. Effort on D is through the roof. Just need an answer on offense. I think if Bruce Pearl knew, they'd score more than 61 points tonight. 
I don't know if there's an obvious, clear, consistent offensive answer. Nine nights out of 10, I would say Jalen Williams. And it just didn't really happen tonight. I think most nights, if Jalen Williams shoots at 11 times, he makes more than five shots and he scores more than 13 points. So despite the outcome tonight, uh, I'm going to say Jalen Williams, Daryl. I'm going to say Chris Moore, who shot it six times. Scored eight. I think Brooks Pearl could could look at him and say, okay, Chris, you scored eight points in 25 minutes. You shot it six times. I'd like to see you shoot it 10 or 11 times. Get more offense, offense out of him. Get him to double digits. Get Jalen Williams a couple more. And then maybe tell Zep you're better offensively than you're giving yourself credit for. Have a little confidence, young man. Shoot the ball a little more. That's true. Ray Wind uh, says the answer is Jalen Williams shooting it a hundred times a game. There you go. There you go. Well said. I mean, that I, I think that's just kind of where we're at. Uh, this is going to be a defensive theme. And on nights where Auburn's able to shoot it 45% from the floor, they're probably going to win. And on nights like tonight where they shoot it 38%, you hope your defense does enough. And like Florida, similar boat. They're kind of hit or miss depending on the night. And so I, I think you're going to have to bank on that. But we talked about this last time we did a show, Daryl, when we were going through the SEC. And it's like the bottom seven teams in the conference, Auburn can win on defense. Most not like it, at Georgia, I think Auburn could win playing like they did tonight. You got to yeah, show up when Arkansas comes to Neville in a few weeks. Yeah. That, yeah. That, if I you want to be. Yeah, you want to beat the Arkansas, Alabamas, and Tennessees, you're gonna to have to be over 45% shooting. And it might, and that may happen because you don't know if a team like Florida, who scores 56, 58 a game, they look look, they had more blocks than Auburn. And who can come into Neville Arena and say that? So we can we can sit here and say Florida is probably one of the best defensive teams Auburn's faced all year. The way they turned it over and the blocks, Florida had six to Auburn's three. So maybe a team that like Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee won't guard Auburn like these other teams do because of, of not being offensive dynamos. Sure. And they get a little loose defensively, and Auburn can shoot 45%, 48%. Jesse says, talking about our offense, the pass to the five at the top of the key is something I could do without. No idea what it's accomplishing. Yeah, I feel like Bruce always does that. I think that's just kind of how they like reset stuff. But I'm with you, especially with Janayan. I want him under the basket. Yeah, because if you have them at the top of the key, you're taking away a key big as far as offensive rebounds. But I think they rotate and switch so fast after he yeah. gets rid of the basketball that he's down there in a blip. So, I mean, I, it, it is how they run that offense. Uh, yeah, I'm more okay with Dilla doing that than Janai. Yeah, holding it kind of high, you know, getting it at the top of the key and holding it up and kind of surveying. Yeah. All right, final few questions, folks. We'll uh, we'll go live for about another minute or so, then we will uh, we'll wrap this up. But all in all, I think the biggest takeaway is like this is the game. These are the games you need to win in, in SEC play. And Florida's a decent team. I don't think they're great. I think they're a decent team. They have the chance to be a bubble team at the end of the year, and you beat them. I, I think that's kind of what we're looking at. I think Ken Palm, there was 65 going into the night, something like that. Yeah. Well, it's one of those games that you find a way to win. You feel good about it because you know you didn't play particularly well on offense. Yeah. But the, the, losing this game 
would have hurt more than winning it helps, if you know what I mean. Totally. You see what I'm saying? Like, don't if, if people that, that want to kind of downplay this win, lose it and see how important it is. Yeah, it's like it's like a bowl game. Totally. Yes, lose this game and see how important it because you do not, you want to hold service at home. And Florida came in here. Look, don't underestimate for a fact Todd Golden not knowing so much about Bruce Pearl yeah. and his offensive sets and how he likes to play. He had a good game plan, and they're good defensively. And the key to this game was the defensive effort, too, I think, that broomed in on Castleton and really holding him at bay. Did you see that he and his wife and kids ate at, like, uh, Stephen Pearl's house last yeah, night? Yeah, see, I – that's great and all, but I'm not. I can't do that. I'm just different. That way. I'm just wired. I'll I'll come up to you and hug you after the game. I'll wish you luck. I'll call you tomorrow and make sure you had a safe flight back home. But you ain't coming and breaking freaking bread with me before I'm ready to play you and whip your you know what. I can't that kind of stuff. And I'm not blaming. That's good. That's great and all. Holiday season, but not for Daryl. Not for me. I'll text yeah. you on the way home. Make sure you have a nice flight back. I'll hug you after the game's over. But you ain't coming to my house and breaking bread with me before we're fixing to get it on in 24 I hours. I got it with you. And, and, and I know that they've been best friends like their whole life or whatever, but uh, I'm probably not so, talking to you in that 24 hour span. I'm probably just not. If my mom, it, I love my mom, but if I'm coaching against her, I'm beating her 50. Yeah. Like right? Lindsey Crosby, friend of the show, is one of my best friends in the world. And we're playing the fantasy in the fantasy yeah, championship the, game. And it's like, I was really happy because he has Derrick Henry and he's doubtful for tomorrow. And it's like, good. I got to say this. I got to say this. real Exactly. Yeah, go I got to say this real quick. This is in high school ranks. There is a husband and wife volleyball coach in Montgomery that have met each other three years in a row in the state championship husband and wife. She's won two and he finally won and beat her this year in the state championship in in volleyball, husband and wife. Could you imagine that? I can't. No. I can't wrap my head around having to play my wife and then losing to my wife, which I'm used to in other aspects of my yeah. life, but not sure. not sports, right? But then if you win, that's just that's got to be awkward, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, maybe it makes the win sweeter. I don't know. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for all the folks that are they're tuning in live, and of course, we'll be back. When Auburn takes on Georgia, I think it's a week from tonight, Daryl. Um, I think I'm right on that. How can people Happy uh, New Year to everybody? Ha well, yeah, first of all, I want to say Happy New Year to you, your family, uh, everyone out there watching. Thank you so much. It's been a great year being a part of this. But if you want to catch me tomorrow morning, you can catch me on the uh, podcast with Zach here as we talk a little roster management uh, at DAP6410 on Twitter and then starting. Uh, Monday morning, we got back at Auburn Opelika this morning with Ben Taylor at 7.10 a.m. This has been the Locked on Auburn's The Henry Service Company postgame show. Be sure to give them a call for all of your plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical needs. 334-288-2700. This has been Locked on Auburn.